What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner of Stereoids. I'm Nate. It's your boy, Trent. And today, it's just the two of us. We haven't had a Nate and Trent episode in a minute. Uh, Sebastian's got his own stuff going on. Where is he, actually? Isn't it, like... like I don't remember what... Is it like, Hawaii? Is it Hawaii? Okay, I was going to say that. I didn't know if it was that or, like, Puerto Rico or something, but... Yeah, he's oh, living yeah, it he's up. Hawaii. He's living it up in a better weather than we have currently here in Ohio, so... Hey. Facts. What are you going to do? But nevertheless, we got the new tunes for the people like you. Let's get into it now. Starting with uh, the new Ouija Dude or Ouija Dude album, There's Always Blood at the End of the Road. Uh, Trent, go ahead. Take it away. I'm going to start out by saying it was definitely an interesting album. <laughs> uh, I gave it a 4 out of 10 right off the bat, starting it out. Wait, did you say 4? <laughs> yeah oh shit <laughs> yeah I, I i really didn't like it um the first song fn scar 16 i thought it was funny funny name uh <laughs> it was just it was funny really um like the, the only bad thing about like this style you know is like it just it gets repetitive um like we've seen with other bands and other albums like this mm-hmm. um honestly i would have liked it if the vocals were a little bit cleaner but with again with this style, it's really hard to complain about that because that's what they do. Um, like some bands kind of do it right. I guess I'll I'll use Lorna Shore for an example. Um, like with Will, you can you can make out what he's saying most of the time. Um, but like with this, it's 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 kind of hard sometimes. Um, but like I I was gonna give it like a like a five or a six, but. I just found myself like on like another listen, just like picking out different things I just didn't like. So, yeah, I get that. There you go. So, like for me, this album definitely was black metal, um, which I was kind of expecting, even like based on looking at the album cover. Um, it looks like it's gonna be some pretty heavy stuff, and lo and behold, it is some pretty heavy stuff. Um. I did like it. There were definitely some moments on here that were definitely repetitive. A bit long, too. Like, the song, uh, was it, the Now Will Always Be, like, eight minutes long. I'm like, all right, I don't really need an eight-minute-long black metal song. Like, I'm, I'm kind of... <laughs> I'm kind of over that kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, everything did sound pretty good, other than the repetitiveness. I mean, I liked songs like the FN Scar 16, Nobilis uh, Oblige, Richess. I'm butchering this so badly. Richessi <laughs> Aliki. You, you know what I'm talking If you see the album, you know what I'm talking about. I can't spell, barely. Or pronunciate. Uh, but other ones, uh, Until It Is Not and uh, Theft and Begging, were some I also really enjoyed. Um... Yeah, I don't know why, but lately I've actually been really getting into, like, black metal more and more. And uh, I'll actually get to one uh, later on uh, in this episode here about a very interesting one. Uh, It's going to be my uh, uh, album recommendation, but you'll see when we get there. But, like, really, I haven't really minded this style. I remember I kind of avoided it for, like... Some of the themes that I'm just like, all right, I don't really care for this kind of, like, literal satanic bullshit. Or, like, uh, the second part being, I don't really care for most of the production value of uh, black metal albums, since it tends to be awfully shitty. But this one is, like, good. For production, this one is a good black metal album. I'll give it that all the way as well. Um, But overall, it's a 7.5 out of 10 for me. Uh, Definitely one I'll return to once in a while. 
I'm sure it'll pop up in a playlist of mine, you know, here and there. The songs I mentioned at least will. And, yeah, just going at it with that. But, all right, moving along, we have another album here from Chastity called Suffer Summer. Go ahead, Trent. So this one, it really just kind of your state-of-the-art, um, like, modern, like, alty type of, like, folky. Uh, I guess folky is the wrong word. Um, some songs kind of were a little like that. Yeah, no, no, I, uh, definitely some influence, for sure. Influence, yeah, there we go, that's a good one. Uh, wasn't bad, it's just, we hear so much of this nowadays that it really just does nothing, nothing seems to get me this stuff so i mean it's it's still enjoyable i still had a great time with it i gave it a music corner seven so there you go yeah uh for me i like this one as well uh this whole week really was like pretty solid i'd say for me other than one album that we'll get to later um but like this one i remember i listened to like basically when it first came out in january and i liked it because it reminded me a lot of that album that we listened to last year from a uh, teenage wrist oh my god what was the name of that album though? oh earth is a black hole that one was i liked that one a lot i actually like i overly like praised that album at first though because it, i gave it like a nine and a half and it never even ended up being my top 10 because it ended up being like an eight and a half later in the year but that was just because like i was really hyped about it uh on the first listen but more listens later i'm like okay it's it's okay but that exact style of like a combination of like i guess pop punk and grunge and you know that little folkyish influence that we mentioned it's all there it's 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 nice it's a really nice album i'd say it's pretty uh easily accessible as well for most listeners uh especially if you love the style of music uh some songs i really enjoyed would be pummeling real world uh somersault happy face and overstimulate uh but most of the album i'd say is good though it's definitely worth checking out it's an 8 out of 10 for me and yeah there you have it. Moving along, though, we got a big boy here. Pale Face in their album, Fear and Dagger. Oh my fucking god. Alright, so Pale Face, if any of you recall, uh, we reviewed back in 2020 for their uh, Chapter 3, The Last Selection album, which was actually the debut full-length album of theirs. And... Boy, was that an album. <laughs> that was an insane album. Like, just the whole, like, abduction theme and everything, you know, and, like, the, the, the literal last selection, you know, and just, like, wiping out the entire human race kind of style. And not and not only that, but on top of that, just this style of, like, deathcore and beatdown combined just so perfectly on that album. I mean, I it didn't make any sort of, like, top list for me, but honorable mention, absolutely. Easily an honorable mention for me. I was very impressed with this album. And the thing is, too, is going into Fear and Dagger, uh, not really having listened to any of the singles either. Maybe one, I don't really recall if I fully listened to it or not, though, but, like... I got worried because I feel like when this happens for bands that I really enjoy, um, like the debut is awesome, and then anything after that will never top the debut, especially with modern metal, I'd say for me personally. Um, it, it just it was a thing I was worried about with Paleface here. But boy, was I fucking wrong, because not only did they outdo themselves, you know, from the last album, but like they, I think they came out with the best metal album of 2022. 
easily. This, this shit is nuts. This shit is so much more in your face. There's no actual, like, um, like, I guess theme per se or a specific one like it had on the last election. This one is just, like, you know, heavy shit and, like, I, I guess there's some, like, you know, hellish themes for sure. I mean, you got songs like Make a Deal with the Devil, No Room Left in Hell. Uh, the literal first song is a uh, sample used from, I, I think that was a movie? I don't know if it was. It sounded like it was, but uh, the title's just called 666, and it's just... That was probably, like, the, one of the more disturbing intros I've heard for a metal album right off the bat. And then leading into Pain is just... <laughs> it's just so insane The sl- how, like, the slow down-temple and... Uh, down-temple, down-tempo, and the beatdown and his fucking vocals. And the call-outs are back, too. I love the call-out fucking chants, um from the vocalist it's it's so good it's I, fr- I think it was um what song was it chaos theory where they kind of had like some like wrestler kind of like call out thing and i thought it was gonna be corny but like the way they do it to introduce traitors vocalist uh tyler shelton uh it was good it was too good <laughs> i fucking loved it um another thing that they added more on this album too i would say is uh more new metal influences like for example on the song dead man's diary with the uh, vocalist from landmarks i uh, don't really know his name at the moment but they had like kind of like a whole like fast paced part that almost sounded like rap like but like it was just like screaming really fast you know which is also like here and there at times on the album as well from the uh regular paleface vocalist um and another new metal influence came from the song my grave lay with me which at first i thought was gonna be like the worst song on the album because it had like like a we- i think he like started singing or something or like had like a really slow intro singing kind of thing but then it led into like this like trap beat in the middle where he was kind of like doing a rap thing and then it just led into like a death chord down tempo beat again i'm like let's fucking go i was just i'm blown away at how well done this album is how heavy it is how they outdid themselves and just the intensity of this album is like another it's it's it was more it was more heavy than the enterprise earth album which prior to this one was probably gonna be my favorite metal album but hey Paleface did it again they are a band you got to keep an eye on uh every song is amazing i there's nothing specifically for me. Every song was great. It is a nine out of ten for me. I I'm I'm spinning this all year. <laughs> this is the metal album of the year, and I will be shocked if someone can top it. Go ahead, Trent. Yeah, I'm just gonna copy and paste exactly what you said. <laughs> copy paste. because let me just get that this, Wikipedia article. <laughs> like actually, man, like this is I like I we loved the uh, chapter three. That was, it was so good. It's so good. And especially for a debut, I mean, we were all very, very surprised. Even me, I really don't like beatdown that much. Um, and I don't remember if I said it back then. But I mean it's been it's been two years, you know. It's crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, because I still play that one. Like Curse Us. I yep, have it on my workout yep. <laughs> playlist. Like that is like the heaviest song on that fucking album. But you were like, yeah, new Pale Face album. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, and so we go into this one with 666, the intro. And I'm trying to start my workout to that. And I'm like, what is going on, man? I was kind of terrified. Then, I was like, that was some scary shit. Dude, I was. I'm like in the gym. I'm like, I can't rep to this. 
And then it goes right into pain because, you know, he's saying pain at the end of 666. And then it goes right into pain, which is really cool. I love, I, I mean, I've always been a sucker for like, um, even if it's not like, um, um, oh my God, I can't think of it. Shit. A concept album where like the songs kind of flow. Mm-hmm. Like I love when songs just flow together. It's great. And they, they did it so perfectly with that. Um, you know, adding the fucking chaos theory with traitors. That is so fucking good. I love it. The wrestling thing. I, oh yeah. Ten out the, ten. Yeah, the whole wrestling thing. Yeah, I was 10. I thought it was great. Um, it, it's just a fucking good album. The only thing that got me was that it was long. It was over an hour, which for like a, a beat down heavy metal album is, is really hard, but they kept it interesting, which was surprising. Um, and I think it's like the, um, you know, adding those three features onto there with the different styles of the bands is really cool. Um, especially with the, um, that like kind of like faster, like almost rappy bit that you were talking about as well. Um, it, it definitely caught me off guard, but it fit somehow. Um, it, they just do a great fucking job. Yeah. I would definitely agree. Look out for them. And if you haven't listened to them, and you love, you know, the heavier stuff. This is fucking perfect. It is a great album. It's also going to be a nine out of ten for me as well. There you have it. You got, go listen to it right now. All you metal you fucking better, man. Right now, or they're calling you out, and you don't want to be called out by pale face. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I might fucking post that one on Instagram. Like, <laughs> you do it, yeah. Like dude. my better ones, because it is. It's a fucking banger. Too fucking good. All right. Well, there you have it. That's the first half down. Got another one to go. Before we get there, though, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right. Let's hop into it now with the uh, new album from Elvis, Elvis Costello and the Imposters, The Boy Named If. <sighs> okay. So remember how I've been uh, teasing uh, the past few episodes about uh, an album that was, like, really bad that we'll get to eventually and uh, all, all that spiel? Yeah, this is it. This this is the one. This one was bad and uh, is currently at my uh, worst album of the year. Uh, it I don't know what it is with, like, older artists that just think hey let's just keep making music i'm not in my prime anymore but i'm just gonna keep doing it and seeing that this is his 32nd album i think there was a point you needed to stop uh personally um i i i don't see the appeal of this album at all uh, I it, instrumentally is always fine. That's usually the deal with it. I mean, I didn't mind at all. It's just his voice and just some of the lyrics. I I, I can't get behind it. That whole thing I was talking about with the Eels album, where it was like the whole like weird story kind of thing and songs where it's like I sitting at the diner with that girl getting the chicken pop pie as we did I don't I don't I don't get it I don't get that appeal and everything it just does not no it's it's bad this album was not good for me I have nothing really positive to say other than hey the instrumentals you're killing it with that awesome good job Oof. It's not as bad as Sleepford, though. It's not as bad as Sleepford mods. Nothing will probably ever top how bad that album was. And I feel like if we continue to do this podcast for, like, you know, 
years down the line and like we get to 2030 and we do a worst albums of the decade i am so excited to put sleep Ford at number one i'm just i'm waiting for that day Are to you come fucking kidding me? i am so excited to put that there in my worst album of the decade Catch me in the worst album of the century, putting it at number one. <laughs> Be fucking a hundred years old. Dead ass. I, I remember Sleaford Bonds. <laughs> on my deathbed, I will say it was the worst album ever. On God. But anyway, getting off track. The Boy Named If, it's a three and a half out of ten for me. Uh, I, I just don't, don't get the appeal. If you like it, hey, go off. But boy, was this one rough. This one was a rough one for me. Anyway, take it away, Trent. Um, yeah, I've never really been an Elvis Costello fan. I know some people that are. Uh, and it's like, you know, it. it's just, this album is very reminiscent of the 70s. And I don't know that's his that's just his style, you know, of the songs I've heard. Um, really, the only song I know, I think it's called Pump It Up. Um, and that one's it's not a bad song, but, you know, back in his prime. It, yeah, I don't. It's just sometimes it's not good, you know. Like I know Sebastian talks about like the whole like '80s nostalgia a lot, and how you know he really doesn't fuck with it too much. It's like I I feel the same way kind of about the '70s. Um, like the people who were you know in the '70s, you know, like if it was you know if you're going like '60s '70s, like like people like Jimmy, The Doors, like some stuff like that is like you know, all the classic stuff, but, like, I don't know, it's just, most of the UK stuff, I just don't like, um, like, um, oh my god, I'm trying to think, even, like, a newer artist I don't like, as we know, from the UK, uh, <laughs> and it's funny, because I didn't know that he was from there. What, Elvis right Costello? Now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was him. Yeah, his, his real name is Declan Patrick McManus. His name's not... Oh, well, okay, I guess Elvis, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever, yeah. Yeah, he got his... It, he, it's his stage name. Uh, he got it from Elvis Presley, and then his dad's stage name he took the last name from, Costello. Huh, how about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, overall, I mean, it's a 5 out of 10 for me. It's just, like, it's really middle of the road, really, because sometimes it was good, sometimes it was not so good. It's just, yeah... If you like it, good for you. <laughs> Deadass. All right. Well, moving along. We got a new album here from Conway the Machine, God Don't Make Mistakes. Take it away, Trent. So this is funny as fuck. <laughs> what? I'm just throwing it out there now. I, th- I, th- I was laughing through most of this album. Um, I gave it a six. It wasn't a bad album overall. The features for me kind of carried the album. Wait, wait, why were you laughing at it? What the hell? <laughs> Fucking, it was it was mostly because I, I sent you guys that Snapchat video. It was because of Lock Load in the beginning, and it's just I always laugh at people who do the you know, okay. you know, yeah, and I'm like, it's literally after every sentence, it was just copy and pasted in there, and it was just so laughable. And I fucking like it's like um with kids see ghost I I laugh every time oh the every time every fucking time I laugh and now anytime I hear that I think of that I think of kids see ghost every time I hear somebody do it um 
but <laughs> it's just it's like the gun noises and like all the the weird shit. Like it now, it's kind of overdone. To know, be fair, like, though, to be fair, like that whole like gun noise stuff is like more popular with the Griselda crew, like Conway, Benny the Butcher, and Westside yeah. Gun. So like, I'm but we do listen to that like pretty often, like at least one of them every year. It seems like exactly. And, and well, this side, what well, this year was fucking like two in a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Benny the Butcher also uh, came out with one too. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to um, that later on too. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, I don't know, I. It was interesting, but overall, I just, I really didn't, it didn't really hit me the way I wanted it to. He's not bad, I'll give him that. He's not bad at all. Um, just not really my type. Yeah, that's, that's understandable, though, for sure. Um, yeah, with this album, this is actually his second studio album. Uh, since he's put out so many mixtapes and everything in the past, like the one we listened to last year, uh, Lama Queena, that was a uh, that was a mixtape technically, but like a really good one. Like that actually made my honorable mentions uh, last year. I really fucked with that album, especially the one with uh, the ludicrous, <laughs> the one with ludicrous on there when he was like, I was knew he was a bitch, so I just read your obituary. I, that line is still like one of the best. I forgot that was in there. Best bars, dude, ever. I love it. Um, but going into this one, I didn't know what to expect um all i knew though was that this is uh through shady records which is eminem's record label and if i'm not mistaken this is his first one on the record label uh yeah because previously i think they were all on uh griselda or like distributed through empire but seeing that i was like wow this is gonna be a pretty big project you know and lo and behold, I mean, there's a lot of big features on here, such as, like, Rick Ross and Lil Wayne on one song alone for Tear Gas, which is easily one of the best songs on the album. Um, but I think this one was a little too slow for me. Um, I liked what I heard and everything. I really did love, like, you know, the personal themes, too, that he was talking about. Like, I, th- I don't remember what song it was. It might have been Guilty. I don't quite remember. But, like, talking about, like, you know, when he was shot and everything and how, like, he has that whole, like, you know... Uh, like not speech impediment, I would say. I guess it's kind of like that, but like that's why like his lip is like that, where it, it left him paralyzed, and he has like a signature slur now, basically. Um, and you know, and he's just getting like real personal with that, and like how he's been living with that and everything. Like that's a lot of themes similar to that on this album. Um, but it's just that like, musically, it, yeah, just a little too slow, I would say. And I wasn't even impressed with the uh, the Griselda track, John Woo Flick, with uh, Beneath the Butcher and West Side Gun. Like, that was kind of like one of the weaker uh, collaborations, I would say, with those three. Um, still an okay song, though, overall. Just, you know, they, they've had much better songs in the past. Uh, so overall, I give this a Music Corner 7. It might just be one I have to come back to and, like, you know, give it another full listen and, like, have it grow on me more and more. But... I I can see why this is like a big rap album and like why it's getting like all this critical acclaim and everything like that. And I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, was this the first album that charted for uh Conway? Oh no, no, okay. It's it's his second one. He uh charted on the Billboard for the second time, which is hey, awesome. At least he's getting like some sort of recognition, you know. But uh yeah, 7 out of 10 for me on that one. But alright, moving along to the final album of the day, we got a new one from Two Chains, Dope Don't Sell Itself. Facts, first of all, that is facts. Uh, second of all, this album, 
surprised me. I don't really listen to 2 Chains at all. In fact, I don't even think I've listened to a full album of his. Maybe just some features here and there. Oh, wait, you know what? No, I think I listened to um, So Help Me God from uh, 2020. Yeah, I listened to that one. I really wasn't impressed at all with that. Like that, We didn't do it on the, uh, the podcast or anything, but like I listened to it. I just... I, I didn't really care for it at all. I thought it was a little below average, if anything. You know, like some okay songs and okay features, but nothing to write home about. So when I saw this one, I was like, oh, you know, it's shorter. It's, like, you know, it's got some pretty decent features, it looks like here, too. Like, you know, we got Money Back Yo, Little Baby, Roddy Rich, Young Boy, Little Dirk. You know, it's it's got some features. What the fuck, dude? This is like a banger. <laughs> This album is really fucking good. Like, there are so many songs on here that are just, like, you know, driving on the highway, like, going fucking 80, going 90, even just, like, zooming down, listening to this, like, trap, these trap beats, you know? It's just so fun. It blew me away just because of, like, you know, how, you know, underwhelming, how underwhelmed I was with the, uh, the last album, uh, but there's like really no bad songs on here. Like I think my favorite would have been uh, pop music. I just I, I love the beat and the flow on that one the most specifically on here. But like I don't think there was a single song I didn't save on here. Like I also loved uh, Kingpin Ghostwriter. Outstanding with Roddy Rich was awesome. Free BG. Uh, I think it was Neighbors Know by Name. The one that like had like a I, I just really like the intro and like how like it just led into the song. It's a shorter song at like a minute forty four, but like the 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 shorter ones sometimes will have like the the best like flow and the best moments on the entire thing to me. As much as like as short as it is, it like it's it's almost like worth it, you know. Like I I fuck with it when it happens, but yeah, overall great album. It's an eight and a half out of ten for me. I was not expecting to love this so much, but here we are. Like definitely check it out. 10 out of 10 on that one. Not an actual 10 out of 10, you know what I mean. Anyway, Trent, take it away. I This is so weird. We've literally had, like, the same week. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> yeah, this album surprised me as well. I've never listened to Two Chains except for, like, features. Like, the only notable one I can think of is that one song with Jason Derulo. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, but... Oh, Talk Dirty to Me, that's what it is. Oh um, yeah, he oh yeah, yeah. He was on that toe chain. Toe chain. I fucking I fucking call out, man. I fucking love it. Um, yeah, this this was fucking fun. Hot music was also my favorite song, and my favorite line comes from it. She told her friend, "Friend, record me while I pop my shit." Friend said, "Okay, friend, make that money, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> It is, I'm like, because it's, it's talking about, like, you know, like, I'm assuming it's, like, going back to, like, TikTok or, like, whatever, but, like, it's so funny, and, like, I can visualize it, like, as I'm, like, listening to it, I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a fun album, <laughs> and the features as well were magnificent, great choices. Especially for somebody like Two Chains, um, it, it just blew me away. It was so fucking funny. Honestly, it if it holds up throughout the rest of the year, it might be an honorable mention. If I, if yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm some, with you on that one for sure. Yeah, it is. It was just so. I yeah. It was again. It was just funny. 
it was good. The beats kept me interested, you know. Um, it was, it kind of, it had somewhat um, of like a reminiscent, like mid 2000s kind of like hip hop type of thing, um, which I know that's, you know, kind of where he's from, uh, at least for me, because that's where I first heard about him. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good. I gave it an eight out of 10. It was, I, I'm sad that Sebastian's not here because I would have loved to hear what he has to say about this. Right, but, honestly. Uh, overall, fucking, fucking great. Great <gasps> album. Torchise! <laughs> that fucking line from pop music, man, I can't. <laughs> it's so it's good. too damn funny. It's a classic. It's a classic. Oh, right? it's a certified hood classic. Certified hood classic. Put that on your playlist. All right. Turn it the fuck up. <laughs> there you have it. That's been the week. Uh, we got some album recommendations, though, coming at you. I'm going to go first here. Uh, I, so I'm obviously still doing album a day. I'm not doing it anymore where I talk about it on the podcast every day. It's just because I'll definitely get repetitive. It was already beginning to get repetitive towards the end there. Uh, so I was just like, you know what? I'll just do this for myself and share it on my snap, whatever. So I found an album uh, through a meme video. You know, Trent. You know those uh, the Mister Incredible videos. You know, like where like uh, the the metal one specifically, where like it'll like start with like a tameish metal song, and then by the end, it's like the most obscure heavy bullshit. Have oh, you you're talking about the fucking the Mister Incredible meme where his face gets more and more. Dis- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I fucking love that. So like, yeah, there's like the videos of that on YouTube of like you know different metal songs and everything. Like they just all progressively get heavy and like more disturbing as it goes on. So I was watching one of those and like I I didn't really watch the whole thing because it was actually a really longer one than I was expecting. I was like, what the fuck? So I skipped to the end just to hear the last song, and it was by the band Gnaw Their Tongues. And the song was called Ten Bodies Hanging. And I was just like, what is this? So I looked into the album. The album is called Genocidal Majesty. It is quite possibly the most disturbing heavy album I have ever heard in my life. It was, oh, is that the one? That's the one that I put on my story the other day. That's it. With that album called yeah. The Skulls on the fucking like, s- sticks and shit. Yeah. Holy shit. It was like... Maya. I think Maya yeah. said she listened <laughs> she, to like the she first song. To me. She was like, oh, did she? She was like, uh, I listened to the first like few seconds and I was like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> it literally, it starts off with him just screaming. Like right out, like the black metal, like, ah, kind of like shit. I was like, what? And like, here's the thing too. It's not like the typical black metal of just like, you know, your typical like drums and just like fast guitar, blast beats, whatever. No, he adds droning to it. Like kind of like Ghost Mane-esque, kind of like tr- like droning, like, and like, like just, it just ringing almost too at times. It's so fucking crazy. And it adds such a horrifying atmosphere to the album uh, with the use of this, these synths and shit that it's like, holy fuck. It is, I would argue and say that this album is probably heavier than that Meyer Lore album that Sebastian and I talk about a lot. It, really? <laughs> oh my god. Like, what the fuck it, was it called again? So this, so this is uh by the band well the the project because this is just one guy apparently uh it's gnaw their tongues and the album is called genocidal majesty, 
It's on Spotify. It's there, and it's it's heavy. It's fucking unreal, and that goes for everybody else. If you want to hear some just heavy shit that sounds so utterly disturbing, hey, that is that is where you go. Gnaw their tongues, genocidal majesty. Check that one out if you got the chance. It's not very long either. I think it's only like you know thirty some minutes or something like that. But whoo, those are some thirty hellish minutes, and I don't say that with great assault. That is some shit. <laughs> So, yeah, there you have it with that one for me. Uh, go ahead, Trent. Yeah, what the fuck am I listening to? I told you! I'm like, dude, what, what the what? fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. That's, dude, I'm, I'm... You know what? There's, this reminds me of, like, all those... I don't know the guy does them, but he does, like, the funny, like, me, uh, metal meme TikToks. Where he's like, yeah, me cleaning the house, I'm listening to fucking, like... Oh, yeah. Or, like, Enterprise or... It's like, literally, this is it. It's like, I'm going to be cleaning the house today, and I'm going to be listening to this. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking weird. I'm 20 seconds in, and I'm like, like it, yeah, I, like it I, just it starts out screaming. And it doesn't slow down. It That's pretty consistent. <laughs> ah, it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> um, but my uh, little thing here, I don't have a like recommendation. Um, not yet, anyway. It will be coming. It's not out yet. Oh. Um, but uh, it is the Red Right Hand original soundtrack. <laughs> uh, oh, not the, I see. Not the original soundtrack, yeah. Uh, Sebastian and I will be doing some of the music on a um, Scream fan film called Red Right Hand. Uh, we just got fully backed on Kickstarter. Uh, it's very fun. Got a lot of great people on here. Uh, Killjoy Jake from YouTube, if you don't know him, um, he's in it. Uh, and then our our buddy Matt, our Metal Redux on Twitch, um, he's in it. Uh, and they they made an original one, but they I think it for like, copyright issues or something like they had to take it down. So they were like, "Fuck it, let's make a bigger one." <laughs> uh, so we've got a bunch of great people in it. Uh, Maya's in it. She plays the lead female role. Um. It's it's going to be really fun. Sebastian and I are doing some of the music. Some other people are doing like some covers as well. Um, so whenever that comes out, um, I'll talk about it again. Uh, I don't think it's coming out until next year. I think it, like maybe like either it's either this year December or like next year like January. Did you guys like just start like production and everything? Well, I know you just yeah, got well, back. Well, I know you just started yeah. yeah 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 literally like two days ago is when like we hit our goal right like, fully so. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, we'll do updates and stuff as well, because it's, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a big thing, it's gonna be really fun, I should have talked about it earlier, I think it did, but, <clears throat> um, yeah, if you want to, uh, I think the Kickstarter might still be on there, uh, if not, you can go on Instagram and look up, uh, Red Right Hand, or go to Killjoy Jake's, um, like, YouTube, because I think the Kickstarter video is on there as well, the Kickstarter video is very funny. I don't know if you've watched it, Nate. I don't think I have actually. I'll have to check it out though. It's 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 funny as fuck. because um, there's like a whole like end thing where like Maya and Jake get like kidnapped. <laughs> Essentially, it's so funny. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah, we 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 had a great time. You know, meeting everybody. Um, did a we did like a, a small table read. Um, like a few weeks ago, just to like meet everybody. Because a lot of us don't know each other. Um, we're just friends of friends, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was, like, uh, 
one person, uh, a friend of ours, Allie, uh, who was in it, and then we were like, oh my god, hey, you know, I haven't seen each other since fucking high school. Um, one kid that I met once who was there, who was going to be in it, and I was like, we were both like, where do we know each other from? <laughs> right. But no, uh, whenever it comes out, I'll talk about it more. Um, but yeah, the soundtrack is going to be nice. There you go. Keep an eye out for that. Keep us updated. And yeah, that has been the episode. Trent, as always, thank you for joining. Mm-hmm. Sebastian Spear, thank you for being here. And, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and yeah, this has been the Music Corner of Rosie Day Waits, and we are signing off. Mm-hmm.